Hello, this is Jeremy Shackelford, the online minister at WFR Church. And here today we have David Bromley, who's going to share with us a five-episode series covering Renewing Your Mind. I believe that you'll find this very instrumental in what you'll be doing. So, David, why don't you just tell us a little bit about this this uh, information. Thank you, Jeremy, and I look forward to going through this. This is the result of a few years of uh, teaching and study and uh, uh, working through a lot of material from a lot of different resources. We've taught this in our Bible classes here two different times at Whitesville Road and have had a lot of good feedback uh, with this. Where we're going with this, uh, of course, we come from Romans chapter 12. We'll get more into that in just a minute uh, as we read the text about how our minds are renewed and and what is that process and what does God, how does God use things to to change us and to be more like him. Uh, So we've got uh, five five places we're going, five episodes uh, that are going to cover things like expectations and equipping for growth, uh, renewal and transformation. We'll use those words interchangeably, renewal, transformation, spiritual growth. It's that whole idea of, of God changing us understanding how God transforms our whole being and the Spirit's role, the Holy Spirit's role in this transformation. Uh, And then we're going to look at some things uh, in our fourth episode called Transformational Truth and Breaking Down Strongholds and what those are and and, and what happens with that uh, and how God does that for us. And then finally, it's really this is a... uh, uh, while it's all good stuff, the most uh, exciting for me is some stuff that I've read in the few, last number of years is how God changes your brain, literally changes your brain uh, to be uh, shaped into the image that he designed us to be. Uh, this series uh, came out of really two levels. One, my own personal struggles uh, with with uh, sanctification, walking and, and being renewed. And as we all struggle in living in a fallen world, living in fallen flesh, uh, our own struggles, and uh, having been in the helping profession from ministry to counseling for 25 years now, uh, maybe, wow, I'm getting old, Jeremy. It's actually been a little bit longer than that um, with that. And, and wondering if what I'm saying was really helping. And so starting to look uh, at, at really what the Bible says about things. Uh, and then on, on top of that, professionally, uh, as, as a minister and as a former counselor, um, there's been a lot of technology in the last 25 to 30 years that's allowed scientists to notice specifically how our brains change and how that affects our behavior and, and certain things that make that happen. And we'll reference some resources uh, that about 15 years ago, the trickle down of that research has led people to looking at what does holiness look like? What does sanctification look like from a neurological or a neuroscientific uh, perspective and how how things and fire and don't fire and pathways are formed and not formed and old ones are broken down with that. Uh, so that's that's kind of where we're going uh, with this, and uh, it's an exciting study, and hope, hopefully our listeners will will enjoy that as well. Well, David, I am looking forward to this. I know that our audience is listening because they are looking for something outside of the secular world on how we can keep our minds focused on who God is and what God can do in our life. 
There's going to be some things that we ask our listeners to do, as we did when we taught this in the class, that's going to uh, keep them engaged through this process of re- renewing your mind. Uh, and that takes time. Um, with that one, one thing, it'll be on the uh, episode uh, page uh, of of this Renewing Your Mind series, and uh, we'll have uh, different uh, slides, uh, PowerPoint slides. Uh, not sure how they translate to episodes, but there'll be some PDFs that people can follow along as we talk through it. We'll refer to those. One is the Renewing Your Mind experience, and this is a, a process uh, that that's we've developed over the last couple of years. It's nothing nothing new. It's something that probably everybody has done that would be listening to this, but it is a very systematic way of incorporating Bible reading, prayer, uh, worship, and doing that in a community into a routine in our life. And so what we do, and we'll refer to this at the end of this episode a little bit more, is that we ask people to download that uh, Renewing Your Mind experience and take five of seven days for at least 15 minutes longer uh, if they want uh, and just follow the directions on that page. We're going to do a separate podcast with some folks who have done this to share how it's benefited them and uh, in the process that they've gone through. But it really, it consists of really four things, uh, three personal things, Bible reading, prayer, and worship, and that's all explained, and doing that with a group of people uh, as as they go through this process. The first place we want to go, Jeremy, is, uh, is, is understanding God's expectation for transformation and how he has equipped us for that. Change and growth are a natural part of our life. Uh, we, it's amazing, uh, to watch our, our children grow and how quickly they are, how quickly they grow. And, and they, babies sleep a lot those, those early days because there's so much going on, uh, between their ears and their little brains and their bodies are moving so fast. They eat and sleep. They're kind of like puppies. And because they're changing so fast and it's amazing to watch if you haven't been around, uh, a baby or a toddler or a teenager and two or three months, to watch them change so quickly uh, because that's just a natural part of our life. If things don't change and grow, then we have what's called failure to thrive. And then we start making interventions and trying to assess what's going on. Because the idea is if the environment is right and the right things go in, then growth will happen because we are designed to grow. It's amazing to see how that happens. Spiritually, the same thing is true with us. God expects us to grow and has equipped us to grow. Uh, in fact, we believe that the transformation and renewing our minds uh, tore into what God had designed God has designed us to be is the continuing work of the gospel. And and on our slides uh, that that we're going through, we have the, the gospel diagram, the arrow coming down of God becoming flesh, God sending uh, a part of himself or part of himself becoming humanity, dying on a cross so that our sins, our separation from God problem could be taken care of. But there's no use of a dead savior. He rose from the dead to take care of that physical death problem that sin had created for us. But that's where growing up in church and, and, and even working in church a long time, that's a lot of times where it stopped. 
uh, you hear about the death. You hear about him coming and, and living a perfect life. Uh, we, you hear about his resurrection. And then there's like this hang on until he comes back, and then we get to go to heaven. And that is true, and that is great, and that is awesome, and that is our hope, and we hang on to that. But there is a lot of, uh, for, for, for you and I, and for a lot of people, fortunately, there's a lot of living between when we're baptized into Christ and come out of that water and he comes and he comes back. And so what happens? Do we just hang on? Hopefully we don't mess up too much until he comes back. Or as the old prayer I used to hear growing up was, if we've been found faithful in the end, that we'll get to go to heaven. You know, what do we do? We live in fear? Do we live in I hope so's? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I, Jesus came in John and said in John 10, 10, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And so there is this expectation. He set us up as our high priest. Don't hear a lot about that. Uh, the Holy Spirit, we hear about the Holy Spirit. What, what is his role in that changing us? And then his church, his community, we see those things that he set up once he ascended and part of his plan of redemption. So we, we believe and teach that our redemption, the redemption of our lives is, is more than just saving us from sin. It's transforming our, our lives into being more like Jesus, the way we were intended to be and created to be. Our salvation is secure. Our redemption is being revealed, the renewing of our mind. And that's, that's really what Romans 12 is talking about. Uh, he just spent the first 11 chapters uh, explaining this great redemptive work. And then he comes in and says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy that he just spent 11 chapters talking about, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, once your mind has been renewed, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We could spend episode after episode of breaking that down, and we will not. We'll just spend a couple of moments on this. Uh, some of the words that are used here uh, in the in the Greek language, and I am no Greek scholar. I muddled through it a little bit in college, but some of the words that are here is are, are the words uh, uh, schema, uh, or uh, where we get our English word schematics, and the word uh, where we get our uh, English word metamorphosis. And the word here is do not conform any longer to the pattern or to the schematics of this world. In other words, I have blueprints from when I built my house. And the guy who did my blueprints uh, gave them to my builder. My builder took it and made it look like what the blueprint said and if they took those same blueprints and they built that they build that same house it would look the same colors may be different um flooring may be different but the blueprint the 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 actual thing would match the the schematics that were given to them we're not to match the pattern of this world but we are to be uh, transformed that's our metamorphosis and you get this idea of a of a caterpillar that land that that is that is uh, lands on on a, on a plant 
uh, kind of like the monarch lands on a piece of milkweed, lays its eggs, it hatches, and it becomes that caterpillar that eats that milkweed up. It forms its cocoon, the chrysalis, and it comes out in a very, in a relatively short period of time into a beautiful monarch in the whole process. He's, he's metamorphosed, if you will, <laughs> whatever that word is, uh, and, and into something completely different. And that is what renewing your mind is all about. So, how does that happen? Well, if I could metamorphosize uh, myself, then I sure wouldn't need the ascension. I wouldn't need Jesus. Uh, with that, if I could save myself, I wouldn't need Jesus. So what it sounds like you're saying is that transforming, that renewing your mind is not an event. It's more of a process. That's exactly right. It's an excellent way to put it. There is that that justification, that moment where God says, you are my child. You go from lost to saved. Now the process of sanctification begins. And as as my old teacher and one of your old teachers, Bill Smith, used to say, as long as we're tied to this flesh, and I, you can hear me slapping my hand right now, we're going to struggle. But it is being changed internally in, in, into uh, our, and our minds are being changed internally into uh, his image. And that is begins that lifelong process uh, with that. So how are we equipped? If God expects us to grow and expects us to transform, how, how, is that, how does that happen? Well, 2 Peter gives us a, some pretty good insight into that. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says this, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, there is a lot that is there uh, with that. We're going to go back and look at this a little bit. His divine power. That is the source of our equipping. Does away with, uh, in, in my life, I get... Uh, the do-betters. And, and as I talk to people, uh, most people uh, share this idea that uh, when we when we mess up, we struggle with whatever, if we blow up in anger, or if, uh, if lust is a problem and, 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 and it rears its head and, and, and we, we struggle and we stumble and we sin and we may do it in our estimation a small way or we may do it in our estimation in a big way. And then we think, oh, the shame, the guilt is there, repentance is there. And we say these words, I've got to do better. And whenever, in, in, in speaking from my own self, that, that puts it all back on me to do better. Well, if I could do better, I wouldn't have done it in the first place. Because <laughs> I, do, I don't desire, it's that Romans 7 struggle where the, uh, Paul talked about the good I want to do. I don't do. And the very thing I don't want to do, that's the thing I keep doing. And he gets down to that, and we'll break that down in, in, in future uh, episodes, that uh, he calls himself this, who will rescue me from this body of death that has that tension, that struggle that's there. But here we see from what Peter, his last letter, he says, you talk about a guy who struggled. Oh, my. Uh, denial and trust and control and, and, and everything. Uh, we, we all can identify with impetuous Peter. His divine power, his power is the source of equipping. I am not strong enough to transform myself. He equips me. His divine power, 
continue on in the verse, has given us everything we need. We are fully equipped. Does away with uh, his divine powers that I need to do better. This does away with, I need more. I've got to have more. If I just had this, if I just had this, if I could just get this right, I would do this. Okay, I need more of this and more of this. I've got to, our spiritual walk often looks like our diets. We're on again, off again. We're yo-yoing up and down because we feel like we've got to have more. If I just did Whole30, if I just did Keto, if I did Sugar Busters, if I fasted, if I, whatever I did, I, if I did this, he's giving us, given us everything we need. His divine power has given us everything we need. We are already fully equipped to be able to be, continue on this journey of spiritual, uh, sanctification. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. For life. How we view our life, our perspective, our worldview. Um, it makes clear when we see ourselves the way God sees us uh, and what we're here for. It, it makes clear what we're supposed to do. The wrong view of life and our existence leads to wrong expectations. For example, I just want to be happy. Well, yeah, I get what people say, and I often say that. Uh, and I, I know what they mean, but really, uh, if you, it doesn't take long, if you want to be happy, stop watching the news. And, and, and happiness is, is a temporary thing. But if we view our life as, as living in expectation of what God has for us and wants for us and in His will according to His Spirit, we may not be happy all the time, but we have joy. It's what they had in the, in the, in the, in the Philippian jail when they could be singing and, and, uh, and begin even though they were in jail and, uh, persecuted. It's, it's what allows people to see the joy before them in spite of where their circumstances are, uh, with that. Given us everything we need for life to view our life the right way and for godliness, for our true design, the way God intended us to be to be restored, and to not only just be restored, but to be realized in our life when we're living in accordance with his will, the way he designed us to be uh, with that. How does all this happen? Through our knowledge of him, he continues on. The avenue by which we tap into this power, uh, his divine power, that gives us uh, all we need for life and godliness is through our knowledge of him. It's through the gospel. I'll refer people back to the gospel diagram, the symbols that are there. It is, that is the, in the summary of what God has done for us. Becoming flesh, dying on a cross, rising again, going back to heaven, working on our behalf, and one of these days coming back. That, that is revealed to us, and at some level innate within us because of our, of our God image, uh, that is in us. And there's specific knowledge to my situation that I may be going through at the time. I went to a funeral yesterday morning for a sweet, sweet lady uh, who fought hard with cancer. And this gospel, our knowledge of hope uh, because of the gospel, gives me and her and her family uh, in that specific situation hope beyond 
where they are with that. Uh, and so it goes on uh, to say, who called us by his own glory and goodness. The place of this power and equipping. The life he has called us to is not a lateral move. It's not that he called us from one point to one point. He called us from where we are to join him where he is. And eventually, that will be in heaven. He stepped down into our sticky mess and called us out of the miry clay and set us on on, on a higher ground to reach where he has intended for us to be. He's the Moses. Jesus is the Moses that came into our slavery, though he was not enslaved and called us to a place uh, where he is. So that's it, really, Jeremy, the the expectation. Uh, God expects us to grow. Um, and because of that, he has equipped us uh, to grow. And it's not us. It's him. And some of the things that we will be talking about over the next four episodes are... Uh, Ways that we empower uh, that equipping, uh, ways we empower the Holy Spirit. Uh, one of the things that that we have uh, is is on a, it's been a moment talking about this renewing your mind uh, experience uh, activity. Uh, it's this is a very practical thing when we work. Uh, when we do the work of renewing our minds through this experience, we're empowering the Holy Spirit to work on us. Now, we will get to that uh, probably about the third episode when we talk about the Holy Spirit's role in our sanctification. This is nothing that we're doing. It's a different, it's a different perspective. Even though I am reading and worshiping and praying and doing this in community, I am actually doing something physical. It is actually, if we look at it, from the, I believe, a biblical perspective, we are empowering the Holy Spirit to work in us. Um, and oftentimes we look at things in our instantaneous world. Uh, we forget just a few years ago that we didn't have high-speed internet, that everybody was excited about dial-up. But in our instantaneous world, that uh, we want it right now. I want to read this scripture two or three times. I want to do this program, and it's going to make things better right away. Well, the process of sanctification is a, as again, our old teacher told us, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And we we, we consistently do these things, and, and we're seeing that more and more um, uh, as, as our brain, as we see how our brains work uh, as well. So we're empowering the Holy Spirit. So the idea here is to to spend some time every day, or what we're asking is five or seven times a day, and just follow the instructions in that um, renewing your mind experience and reading and praying. And we'll have some more tips when we uh, to how that works on uh, the smaller podcast of of how that works out when we have some other folks in the studio with us with that. The key here is to be consistent with this, and it empowers the Holy Spirit to work and as God has equipped us to grow. So what you're saying is God is doing the work. He is putting in the effort to make your mind renewed, but you still have to go through some processes to make that happen. That's right. And it's really a process of submission. I am choosing to trust and say, to trust God when he says, you put my word in, you pray to me, you worship. And in our next episode, we'll talk about the different ways and different parts of our being that that, that, that works. But 
we're trusting that the process works and we're submitting to the process and we'll keep doing it if we realize, let me say that differently. I found in my own life, I will keep doing it when I realize it's not me doing the work, it's the Holy Spirit. I'm empowering the Holy Spirit because there are days I don't feel like reading and studying and praying. I know I just don't feel like it. I'm too tired. I'm too busy, um, too hungry or whatever. Uh, I've got other things I want to do, but I will do it anyway. I'll keep the consistency going because I realize I'm not doing it for me, but I'm doing it for the Holy Spirit. And so that, that mindset change tends, has helped me. And the feedback we've gotten is that it tends to help other people that, wow, I, even if I don't feel like doing it, I'm doing it because I know it's working. Yes. So uh, it is, it is allowing God, it's submitting to God and letting him do the work for us. I know people often come to me with our marriage ministry wanting a quick fix for their marriage. And they say the same thing that you're saying here. And I tell them, you did not get in the shape you're in overnight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get past it overnight. You're not going to get well overnight. That sounds like what this is. That's exactly what this is. It is letting God do the work of renewal uh, with this. And and we are uh, tied into some fallen a fallen world that is against that process. So we are going against the tide. So it will take some time. Uh, but... We literally thank God for his grace and that time to do that. Well, that's episode one. David will be back with us for episode two, where he will be beginning the process of how God transforms your whole being. Thank you for being with us today.